joy, right? And if you are in a joyful abundance mindset, abundant state, then people want to work with you, right? They don't want to work with somebody who is negative or angry or resistance or, you know, they don't want to feel that way. So they don't want to collaborate with that. They want to collaborate with somebody who makes them feel good with something they feel they can achieve with somebody who's like-minded is what, you know, people say, oh, I, I want to work with people who are like-minded. And, and what that really means is they want to work with someone who makes them feel good, who feels, makes them feel valued and respected. And when you do that, that's the collaboration and it's just natural. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free Collaborators Toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is going to contain the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're going to help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Chuck Anderson here, and I've got another amazing guest. And of course, we're talking about partnerships and collaborations and all sorts of other things that can help you on your journey uh, to build your business and take your vision and get it out there in the world in a big, big way. And uh, so we're, we're you know, look, always looking for you know, what's next? What else could you be learning? What else could you be doing? And today's guest has lots to share and uh, I know will be very beneficial. So today, I'm very honored to have Susan Erickson with me today. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chuck. It's very nice to be here. I'm uh, very pleased to join that collaboration. I've been a collaborator all my life, and uh, I think that's how we get things done. Uh, so thanks so much for that. For the awesome. Awesome. Well, I know we're going to get along great, and, and it ties in really well with our theme um, and, you know, always a great place to start. And I know my audience is probably tired of hearing me saying this by now, but I don't like to butcher people's introductions. So that's why I don't ask a whole lot about that. So I'm going to get, let, I think, let's start with you introduce you to our audience. Who are you? What do you do? And let's, let's launch from there. Okay. Well, thanks so much for that. Um, so Susan Erickson of Susan Erickson Coaching. 
Uh, I spent 30 plus years in uh, corporate and leadership roles in healthcare, uh, and then stepped out into the life coaching world. So went from uh, corporate to entrepreneurial and uh, all of the changes that go along with that. Uh, but I'm a mindset abundance coach and a leadership coach. I work with others. I work with uh, leaders. I work with solopreneurs and small business, mid-sized business uh, in their businesses to have the best they can have, to, to be the best they can be. Um, when we talk about uh, abundance, we often jump straight to financial, right? Uh, which is absolutely a piece of that. But it's a piece of that. We want abundance in all areas of our life. We want abundance in our relationships. We want abundance in our spirituality, in our health, physical health, and mental health. We want abundance in all of that. And we absolutely can have that. And so that's um, that's really what I I strive for and what I help people with. Mm. That's really uh, that's really great work. And so often as entrepreneurs, we uh, we struggle with abundance or even, you know, allowing things to manifest and to generate the way they're meant to and and allowing because so much of it, especially action takers, like we got to create a result. We got to make this happen. We need this by June 30th. Otherwise, you know, we're failures and all of this. And, you know, that whole month end thing and uh, just really things have to look a certain way. And, you know, it's a big, big struggle. We've had our own struggles with that. And uh, we know many, many other people as well, where it's not so much about the business strategy that they're doing or their business model or their target audience or this email or that website or, you know, whatever. But so much of it is about our outlook, how we uh, bring our mindset to it. And that ultimately dictates our attitudes and our actions towards what we're doing to achieve our goals and bring our business out there into the world. So what are you noticing like with your clients and uh, how are you helping with that? So that that's a great point, Chuck. And I think, as you mentioned, we can have, it's, uh, we all run into that. We all bump into it at some point in our personal and our professional lives. Um, and we can have all the processes in place that we want, right? And we need to, I'm not saying we don't, we need to have all the processes in place. We need to have our team together. But if we don't have the right mindset, we're only going to get so far, right? And we're going to keep bumping into that. And so if you're struggling with that, um, I would encourage you and invite you to first consider what limiting beliefs do I have that are preventing me from getting there? As you said, maybe we have an abundance mindset of, you know, setting goals, but then holding on too tightly to the reins, right? Holding on too tightly to that it has to go just my way and be just like this. And uh, in the end, that really is holding us back as opposed to letting us achieve that abundance that um, the goals that we really have out there. So we can get in our own way sometimes, yes. 100%. And, and uh, I remember a, a very early on, one of my uh, early mentors said, look, you know, you're taking yourself out. It's not, it's not, it's not the circumstances, it's your approach and your mindset to it. And at first I was very angry about that. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, looking back now, it's like probably one of the best uh, pieces of advice that I received and was a pivotal moment in my growth where it's like, well, wait a minute, things aren't happening to me. I'm reacting to the things that are happening and uh, I could actually choose to react differently, right? 
Absolutely. And that's the one thing that is within your control, right? So in a situation, things happen in life. They do, you know, disasters happen or, you know, people come and go out of our lives and uh, illnesses happen. All things, things that sometimes happens to us that feels totally out of our control. But what we always have control over is how we respond to that. Uh, what we do uh, in response to whatever uh, tragedy or large or small that has occurred that um, that we maybe feel we are a victim of or um, that we feel that we don't have any control over, we do have that. We have the control over how we respond to that. And that makes so much difference in how everything else re then responds, right? So if you think about in a, in a situation with another person, um, how you show up is going to dictate also how they show up, right? So if, uh, if you show up and you walk into a room and you're like really angry and stomping across the room, you don't have to say a single word for that other person to already take a stance and have a demeanor, right? Where if you walk into a room and you're calm and you're smiling and you're happy and you're happy to see this person, that's a whole different response you're going to get from that person, right? Those are maybe um, really very different, you know, very drastic, uh, opposite uh, ways that you would approach a situation or another person, but they're going to, they are examples of how you have control over how you're going to show up, which then is also going to dictate how that other person probably is going to show up or how they're going to respond to that. Because they may not stop and think about, oh, I have the ability to respond differently. Well, especially if you're in a business meeting or, you know, if there's sales or any, you know, persuasion involved, you know, if you walk into a room and the vibe is anger or resistance or there's something, you know, something's not quite right, mm -hmm. you know, the walls are going to go up if they're not already up, right? And so good yeah. luck getting through. I mean, your walls are up, their walls are up. I mean, good luck getting through at all. But if, but, you know, to your point, if the energy is light and it's happy and it's fun, you know, fun is a great, you know, diffuser of negative energy, I find. When you start having fun with someone, it really opens the door to having those collaboration conversations because, your guard is down and it's very enjoyable just, just even being around this person and you're open to anything at that point. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, joy, right. And it's, if you are in a joyful abundance mindset, abundant state, then people want to work with you, right. They don't want to work with somebody who is negative or angry or resistance or, you know, they don't want to feel that way. So they don't want to collaborate with that. They want to collaborate with somebody who makes them feel good, with something they feel they can achieve, with somebody who's like-minded is what, you know, people say, oh, I, I want to work with people who are like-minded. And, and what that really means is they want to work with someone who makes them feel good, who feels, makes them feel valued and respected. And when you do that, that's the collaboration and it's just natural, right? So that's well, where it starts. Yeah, for sure it does. Well, and then taking that a step further, really understanding that, you know, how we're behaving does affect the behavior of the person on the other side, uh, even as something as simple as outreach, you know, so, you know, when you're looking for a partner or you're looking for someone to collaborate with and how you're 
how are you coming across when you contact them? And uh, are you uh, are you in it for yourself? Are you or are you giving? Uh, you know, what is that? And I think really paying attention to where their resistance might be. So if I email you and say, Susan, I just found you on LinkedIn. You're amazing. I would really love to get into a partnership or collaboration with you. Uh, you're probably going to go like, whoa, who is this person? But but if we're like, you know, I really, you know, I really like this post that you said about this. Um, you know, maybe it'd be great to have a conversation on my podcast. Would you like to be on my show? Um, almost everybody says yes to that. And so it's giving rather than constantly trying to get. Right. Yeah. And I think um, what you you said about being really clear too, right, on what it is that your goals are. So, you know, in your first example, you're like, oh, I really like you on LinkedIn. And okay, great. But what was it? And how is it that we would collaborate? Are we even a good fit? You know, we're in your second example. You gave examples of what you liked and what you do and where you're going so we can see how we can collaborate. So I think being really clear on your own um, goals and ideas of where you want to go and how you think you might collaborate and how you think it's a good fit is very helpful in those first steps of collaboration. Um, If not, it's so big and so broad that people aren't going to be able to attach to that. and They're not going to be able to see how they could fit into that bigger picture. Mm You know, and and we see it so much. Uh, you know, many many of our audience members uh, are coaches or consultants or some types of service provider. And a very common way to sell those services is through a free consultation or a free discovery call or whatever. And now marketplaces become conditioned to certain types of marketing, and so now when somebody says, "Oh, I'd love to jump on a call and," have a free consultation or a discovery call with you uh, instantly, what is the reaction on the other side? It's like, oh, so you're trying to sell me into your program. And it's really important, I think, to really recognize how our ask and how our behavior is impacting the response on the other side. And while we think we're giving, saying, oh, I'm giving you this free consultation, but are you really, aren't you really just trying to get them as a client? And they know it, right? And so um, how could you shift that and become much more collaborative or giving in a way where they want to talk to you? And so we're always looking for ways to do that. Um, you know, I think you're so you're so right about that because those catchphrases, right? Uh, you know, the uh, the free consultation or whatever. Those are the things that people just come to um, over time sort of, um, yeah, build up a wall of, uh, about that. And they, as soon as those words come out, they become very resistant to that. Instead, I really prefer to just invite people. You know, um, I would love to have a conversation with you. If you'd like, you know, here's a link to my my schedule. Another way I do that is through, uh, through a quiz I have, which... Um, helps people to, uh, it's, if you're aware of DISC at all, the DISC is based mm-hmm. on that, but it's much broader than that. So communication styles. Um, and you can just take the free quiz, which is really fun anyway. I mean, if you're one of those people who like to do that and just end at that because it gives you the information, you can do what you want with it. If you'd like to have further discussion, there's a link you can book with me. If not, no hard feelings. Take it, go about your business because, if you're not ready for that, and it doesn't mean we're not a good fit, but maybe it's not the right time for you. 
right? And so that's fine. That's not, that's not, um, we have to be very careful, I think, as coaches, as consultants, not to take that personally, right? That's not something I did wrong. It's not something that um, the person was not happy with me. It's either it wasn't a good fit or it wasn't the right time. That's all. And there's plenty more people out there and there's plenty of people who do um, want to collaborate or want to connect with you. And so um, maybe that person will later in some way uh, or some a different way. And that's fine. Whatever's meant to be will be. Well, two things I want to say about the quiz before uh, or the survey before moving on. Uh, one is, uh, you know, we love the idea of that. And, and if anybody is curious on taking Susan's survey, we will we'll make sure that it's linked here uh, in the show notes, either beneath this video or in this podcast. So check that out. But the other thing is, is that, you know, surveys and quizzes are are highly collaborative because it's not making any assumptions about who you are, what, what you're deciding, what you're thinking. It's really asking a question and then a response. And then based upon that response, guiding to something that is a better fit for you based on those responses. So as a tool, I love that. Is that what you're finding with yours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people that do decide that that's what they want to do, right? We're already ahead of the game then when we meet because I already know then how you like to communicate. So I use, for example, if you're a person who likes um, numbers and data versus you're a people person who likes people, then if you're a people person, you're going to want stories and you're going to want examples that way. Where if you're a numbers driven person, data driven person, you want numbers and data to support it, to back it up. And so you can much quicker um, relate to that person and help them get to their goals because you're not already having to, to build so much more rapport. You already got established rapport and know how to best help that person get to their goals already. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've already been kind of hinting at, you know, collaboration and we've tied it into our conversation, you know, here and there. But, you know, I, I just have to ask, I ask this of all my guests and I, I really want to hear, you know, what your thoughts are on this is, but, you know, first of all, how has collaborating or partnering with others had an impact on your business or maybe even your life? And, you know, how, how have they made a big difference for you? Yes. Well, Chuck, as I mentioned earlier, I, I'm a collaborator. I always have been in all roles that I've always played. Um, big collaboration in the medical field, that uh, world as a leader there, that we brought together some um, organizations, uh, myself and another leader, uh, to cover prenatal care for the underserved. They happen to be all um, fragmented and uh, as the leaders in two separate organizations, we brought those together. We brought it all together in one spot. That way they had um, all the services they need. So they had the prenatal and the delivery, and uh, then they could come back there for the medication, for the baby's well check, et cetera. And, and they had all the interpretive services they needed versus having it split up in all these different places. And so, um, and then in the coaching world, um, I, Really, when I first stepped into that about four years ago, really missed having that collaboration, if you will. And so um, what I, I started about a year ago, the Holistic Institute of Wellness, which is a, a virtual group, um, a virtual Facebook group, but also a membership group where we all come together 
Um, and I said, I kind of started for selfish reasons. Um, selfish because I wanted that collaboration. I wanted people that I could go to and talk with and have that collaboration. And I wanted for my clients, right? Because I know, I don't know it all. I can't know it all. And yet I knew there were other things that sometimes my clients needed and wanted. And I wanted to have reliable, trusted partners that I could refer them to. And so it really felt like it filled both of those roles. And it's um, uh, really um, coming up to the one year in August. It's going to be really exciting. And we have some fun stuff going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So our audience, I mean, they hear us talk in every episode about, okay, you need to look for partners. You need to look for collaborations and nothing really huge is ever done alone. And as a recovered or maybe still recovering, do it yourselfer. Cause like you said, uh, you've always been collaborative. Well, I wasn't, I was, I, it, I had to hit my limitations and realize mm-hmm. my limitations of, okay, there's only so much you're going to do alone. You need to play nicely and work well with others. And that really opened the door to some really amazing uh, collaborations I didn't even know were possible, but it didn't all have to be me. And so um, now when people hear us say this, it's like, okay, great. I get it. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe there's a piece of my business that I need to look for a partner or someone to collaborate with that can make it so much easier because this is a piece of my business or piece of my life that I'm struggling with. So I always like to ask, like, what's your go-to source or um, or method or strategy when, when you identify a piece, a missing piece that you are trying to bring in, where where do you go looking first? What's what What are your first steps with that? Well, first I go to my team and my group. I do. Um, because again, I know I'm one person who has my circle, right? But in that circle, each person also has their own circle. And so uh, that just builds that much more. So I go to those people first that are in my inner circle uh, and reach out to them and say, hey, uh, this is the idea I have. And I'd like to expand and grow on this. What are your thoughts, first of all? And I like to have people... Um, so I always say when you're coaching people, making sure that we're on the right vibe, but when I build a team, I like my team to make sure that I have all of the different, um, perspectives, if you will. Right. So I love a very diverse team, um, because again, I don't know it all and I can get very, um, blindsided blind blinders on, right. Mm -hmm. Because I see things my way. It's always been my way. Um, and so I need other people to point out to me a where things might or might not be the same as what I thought uh, to help me test the waters and then to help bring in others that are going to fill in those spots where I'm not the strongest at, where I need that help in um, and help me to identify, oh, that is a strength that I didn't actually realize might even benefit, might help in this situation. So all of those kind of things are great to go to the team and have a team to help you with. I love that answer, you know, going to the team, going to the inner circle and just asking, hey, does anybody know anyone who's good at this or does anybody have a solution for that? And you just never know what the answer is going to be unless you ask. And, you know, we're in a world where, you know, and I'm, I go to a lot of networking events and there's always this joint venture directory or this list or that list or some organization that that is designed to help you know, to facilitate partnerships and collaboration, but Mm -hmm. does it really need to be that 
you know, complex? Can it just simply be having a good inner circle? So having a team is a form of collaboration in itself. So for all you solopreneurs out there who don't have a team, uh, you might want to consider starting to build one. Uh, and uh, But also just your network, going out to your network. I can't tell you how many times, uh, and maybe just because I'm more uh, in the collaboration space now where, but on LinkedIn, uh, I'm, I have a lot of people that will, when they're looking for something, they'll just put it out there and just say, hey, does anybody know someone who's good at this? Or does anybody have a solution for that? And uh, I know that at any time I can put that out there as well. And so when, when I heard you say, just go to your inner circle, your team and your inner circle, I mean, these are resources that I think many of us do have available to us and should be our first step in looking for what we need. Yeah. Networking collaboration can be, as you said, it can be very formal and you can have, you know, um, there are those networking um, organizations and groups out there that that's just what they do, but it can be as simple and as um, authentic and natural um, as just going to those closest to you and getting that input. So um, it's wherever your comfort level lies. Exactly. So great suggestion there. And uh, I know that uh, every, every time our audience hears that, it's helpful. And I really think it speaks to uh, having a strong network and having strong connections, whether you have anything in common today or not, but you know, really expanding that so that one day when you do have an ask or you do want to put it out there to your inner circle is you know, the, the strength of your inner circle will really determine the quality of the answer you get back and the responsiveness. So participate Every, both ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And make sure that, as you said, that you're participating too when people ask. You know, it's not always just that you're, you're asking. When other people ask, make sure that you are also participating. Everybody likes to be asked their opinion, right? So um, I've never, as you said, never had anybody not, you know, um, turn you away and people like to be asked and they're very open and willing to share information. Usually that um, I'm not talking confidential information, but uh, information that's going to help the greater good. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at it from that perspective, um, I don't know anyone, I really don't know anyone that would turn that away. So um, I think, uh, and if they would, then they're not really part of my inner circle or part of my team. They're not, we're not on the same wavelength. And so that's okay. That's, uh, but they're not somebody that I'm going to be going to in that case. So it's okay. Absolutely. So, um, well, shifting gears a little bit, uh, cause we, you know, as we were discussing before, we have a bit of a, a personal development slash self growth component, uh, to our show and, uh, you know, just, you know, personal development and self growth have been, you know, big part of my journey. And I always like to hear from others, where their biggest sources of inspiration and learning have come from. So, you know, a couple of questions I have about that. The first question is, uh, has there been a, a thought leader or a, I mean, I don't know if the right word is guru or mentor or someone who uh, maybe you look up to or learn a lot from that, that you would recommend that others maybe check out and learn from as well? Well, I consider myself a lifelong learner. I always love learning. I love uh, reading and hearing new things, listening to new podcasts, all of that. 
Um, and so I, when you, when I heard that question, it's like, I have, oh yeah, like 10 of them come to mind. Right. Uh, but I've for forever, I love Brene Brown and all of her books. Mm. Um, I think she's her, um, her way of looking at things and dealing with things is, uh, just spot on for almost everyone can, can find something, uh, that they love in that Elizabeth Gilbert. I like her books a lot. Um, actually met her in an ashram in India one time, very um, embarrassed because I didn't recognize her when I first, you know, I read many of her books and then when you see somebody in person and, and I wasn't expecting it. So it was like, um, so that was interesting and embarrassing at the same time. And uh, then I, you know, I'm really into the evidence base, as you say, right. And so um, there's uh, Andrew Huberman has some podcasts. Who's a, he's a, um, a neuroscientist through Stanford uh, who is really trying to bring science down to the level of the, the common language, right? Uh, and so he has a lot of people that he interviews as well on things like um, abundance and mindset and um, Aaliyah Crum and her mindset and how we uh, overcome that and how we apply it to our practical everyday lives. And I think that's what's so important in all of those people and all of the way that they deal with things is not that it's just theory but it's practical knowledge and and we can apply it and use it every day. Mm. So many great lessons to be learned from, from all of them. And, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I'd love to meet Brene Brown one day. Maybe she could even be a guest on this show. Uh, Her stuff is absolutely amazing. And I, I love her, her backstory and the journey and just everything that she's written about. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert is amazing as well. I've never met her, but I've had the pleasure of working with people who've worked with her. And so that, that in itself has been, uh, been, you know, amazing and, and great stories there. So I think those are, I mean, fantastic people to follow really. I mean, there's, there's, and then, and the more to come, I'm sure from, from them. Um, and so, you know, building upon that, you know, one, one of the things that I always think about is, you know, the books and, you know, those just happen to be book authors, but, you know, books have been such a big part of my journey and there's so much learning that is, that is packed into books. And, uh, whether it be, if your thing is reading books or listening to audio books or whatever it is, but there's so many good ones. So, so I always like to ask if there was one book that you would recommend that everyone who's listening today goes out, gets a copy and reads because it'll change their business or change their life. Which book would you recommend? Okay, I'm going to say two because, and um, it's not either one of these authors because I think they're widely known and you can find their books anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two small, quick read books that I think can really help you in your business is Reality-Based Leadership by Cy Wakeman and um, Anti-Time Management by Richie Norton. And both of those, um, they're quick reads, but they have very practical ideas that you can put into um, uh, into your business, whether you're in a leadership position or you're an entrepreneur. And um, while those are very different roles um, that we, as I found out, um, need to address very differently, there's still a lot of crossover. Um, in the way that we work in those two worlds. And those um, these theories can be applied to both of those things. So Amazing. Well, we're going to make sure we put links to both of those books here in the show notes beneath the video and uh, in the uh, podcast here. 
what's even more amazing to me is that in all of the interviews that I've done so far, we're well over 30 now, I've asked this question of all my guests and you know, we have not had the same answer twice. Wow, and so it? now we've just expanded <laughs> our learning library and our recommended reading list. Yeah. So amazing, right? Imagine yeah. if we all just said the same book. Well, it'd be a very short list and it'd be a very clear recommendation. But so it's it's interesting how personal I, I think the recommendations are and and they all resonate for different reasons. And doesn't that just go to show your collaboration, right? Like this is the prime example that 30 different or however many different books have been listed because we don't know it all. We can't know it all. We are collaborating with others and asking for thought differences to expand and grow our knowledge. And this is just a prime example of that and what you're doing with creative collaboration. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And it's interesting. It just made me think of a social experiment. We will see how many of these interviews we can do until we get a duplicate answer uh, on the book. And maybe we'll even start to keep a tally after that and uh, like upvotes or something like that uh -huh. based upon recommendation. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thought that came to me while you were uh, yeah. saying that. So, so Susan, thank you so much for um, that uh, recommendation. And, uh, you know, before we kind of like wrap things up here, um, uh, you know, you've, you've shared so many, uh, you know, really cool ideas and, you know, thoughts about collaboration and even just, you know, ways that you help. And, so um, I always like to encourage our listeners, if you've resonated with anything that you've heard here today, I highly recommend that you reach out to Susan and connect with her. And so Susan, you want to share with everyone, like, where can they reach you and, uh, and where's the best place to start? Um, so my website, which is SusanEricsonCoaching.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Alignable. Um, uh, I have a clubhouse room every Monday, which is Mindset Monday. So we start our week off in abundance. Uh, join us there for conversation as well. Um, lots of things going on, but you can find them all um, listed in, in those places. And so, yeah, I'd invite you to just check it out and be, I'd love to meet new people. So thank you. Fantastic. And, and is your survey a, a, a good thing for them to go and do? And do they get that at the website as well? Or is there somewhere else where they, they can't? That's on the Facebook page, actually. Um, so okay. the Holistic Institute of Wellness, holistic being W-H-O-L. So the whole person, the whole being. Um, and that is available there as well. Um, and that will link you to me also. You can also just reach out to me at SusanEricksonCoaching.com or Susan Erickson coaching at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to um, hook you up with that as well. Uh, and have a further comment. If you want to have a, uh, a coffee chat, you can do that, or you can just take the quiz. So yeah, they're lots of fun. Wonderful. Well, please do that. If anything that Susan has said has, has resonated with you today. And I know that it has for some of you. So go ahead and connect with Susan right now. Just the links are there. What are you waiting for? Go do that. Um, and, you know, Susan, to you, thank you so much for being my guest and spending this time with me and uh, sharing your stories and your ideas and, and your tips, which has been wonderful. And uh, so if you were to, uh, as we sign off here, if you were to leave our audience with just one final word of wisdom or tip, uh, what would you say to them? Go for it. Do it. 
you know, step out, whatever it is. Uh, don't let fear hold you back. Don't let it uh, get in your way. I always say we, we still need to do our due diligence. I'm never saying anybody just, you know, jump off the ledge and not take your due diligence first and make sure your rope is tied or whatever, but, um, but go for it. Don't, you know, don't let that get in your way. Don't let that stop you. Don't let what others think or what might happen, all of those things, um, because your most abundant life is waiting for you. Very, very well said, Susan. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you as well. Please do connect with Susan and also make sure that you tune in for our next amazing episode. And in the meantime, keep moving forward and never, ever, ever give up on the pursuit of your dream and taking your big mission out there into the world. We all desperately need it. And until then, uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chuck. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.